help me know, dear Lord, help me know you are near. Yeah, where, where, We come before you this evening, Lord. We desire that we meet you tonight. Lord, even as we are approaching this communion table. Father, Lord, we want to be identified with you. We want to be a part of you and for you to be a part of us. Let your Holy Spirit come upon each of us, O God, and help us to dwell in your presence. Amen. We just need you, Lord. Even as we take your word, Lord, to minister, I pray that you will inspire me, anoint me, and may something be said that will bless someone tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to your Bibles, please. If you can open your Bible with me. Praise God. Amen. We're going to the book of Matthew, chapter 26. Verses uh, 26. I greet you all in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I'm happy to see you again. Thank you for your prayers. Those who prayed, God answered your prayers. We had a good, we had a good trip in um, Kaimosi, Kenya. And we had good services there. We are still wearing the body. But, uh, trusting that God will give us strength. We represented this church about 13 of us. 
So quite a lot of people went in Kaimosi. Amen. Amen. I know Sister Stella, I'm happy to see you. I know you were also in the convention in Soroti. I don't know whether Sister Ruth is back. She had also traveled. Yes, she came back. Sister Ruthie. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we are happy that we are here tonight. And this day, today we are going to have our first communion. And I'm happy to see the genuine believers tonight. Amen. Uh, we are sorry to hear that uh, Sister um, Esther is not uh, able to be with us this evening because is she here, Sister Esther? She's on the way coming. Oh, that must be a big sacrifice. Uh, because she called me when her father was being rushed to the hospital yeah. in an ambulance. Yes, remember them in prayer. Uh, Brother Muazi, uh, uh, his father, Brother Muazi, her father, is uh, a translator of this message. So we trust that God will give him grace. So we are reading from verses 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take it, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Amen. May you be seated. May God bless you. Nabagambanti, Mutole, Murie, Kunogwe Mubiri Gwange, Natola, Echkompe, Neyebaza, Nabawa, Nabagambanti, Munwe, Kuchino, Mwena, Kuvanga, Chino, Kuvanga Chino, Gwemusai Gwange, Ogwendagano, Ogwendagano, Okuyika, Kurwa, Abanji, Uruo, Kujawo, Ebibi, Naye, Mbagambanti, Sidinwa, Nakatono, Okusoka, Okusoka, Do, Kukuno, Okubala, Kukuno, Okuba, 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 Kumuzebe, Okuba, Kumuzebibu, Okutusa, Kuruna Kuruli, Wendy, Wendy Gunua, Mokuja, Wamu Namwe, Mwakabaka, Chitangi. Now, I also desired to read in the book of Revelation chapter 5, verses five uh, chapter 5, verses 1, to verse 7. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, if you have your Luganda Bible, you can read it, read and follow us there. And uh, uh, I saw him that sat on the throne, a book written within and on the back side, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. 
And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and lose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. Verse 7. And he came and, uh, he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. And so this evening, I want to speak to you on a commemoration of a finished work. A, a, a commemoration of a finished work. How do you say that? A commemoration of a finished work. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell someone, God bless you. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Sister Gracie, all right, a commemoration of a finished work. So we see there is something just little I want to share with you. Perhaps in about um, 50 minutes. And then we shall go to the, the communion. Amen. And uh, to those of you who missed the communion, on the teaching on communion. Uh, you, you missed and unfortunately I'm, going to, I'm not going to go back to that again. But perhaps if you pray, the Lord can lead me to say something that will benefit you. He took the cup, he gave thanks. And he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Now, the reason why I've read in the book of Revelation, chapter 5, is because we see here. One that is seated on the throne. And it, it says in his right hand was a book. And this book was sealed with seven seals. And Brother Banam says that that was the book of redemption. He says, and he, I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Who is worthy to open the book? And to lose the seals thereof. So, no man in heaven was worthy. No man in earth was worthy. Just say what I said. No man in heaven was worthy. No man on earth was worthy. Neither under the earth. Now, not only being worthy, but there was also no one uh, worthy to look upon the book. And John, who we know, the prophet of God, says that he is a type of the bride. So John is your type. John types you and me. 
And so John, when he saw that there was no one worthy, he began weeping. If you look at verse 5, I imagine if you can put that for us up there. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. One of the elders said unto me, Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David. Has prevailed. To open the book. And to lose the seals thereof. Now let us lift this out of the Bible. Let us bring it down here today. 2023. No one was worthy to save you out of your sin. But only he, the lion, of, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, amen, is worthy. And, and, and he says, I beheld and, and, and lo, when John looked in the in midst of the throne and in the middle of the four beasts and in the middle of the elders there stood a lamb and this lamb was as uh, it says as it had been slain so this lamb was slain when John saw it. Are you following me this, this evening? Amen. The lamb was already slain. And when was it slain? Remember John was seeing this in a way of a vision. And as much as he knows that no one was worthy, but he, he was told that the lion of the tribe of Judah is worthy. And when he turned to see, he saw what? A lamb. Read it for you later, later on here. The, the, lamb, lamb. the lion became the lamb. Who is worthy? Only God is worthy. There was no, there was no priest. There was no prophet. There was no holy man. That was worthy when Adam and Eve sinned. Adam could not redeem the fallen race. His, the generations after him could not. No one could redeem the fallen race. And I will tell you why there was no one worthy. Because it had to take death. Death of the redeemer because the penalty of sin was death that's the ultimate price of sin and from Adam to all the generations after him they had all fallen to sin we were all sinners and so and so what would then God do? 
Because if we are all sinners, there needed to be one to save the sinners. But the one that was to save had to have ability to save. You know the scripture which says for God who was rich in mercy? If you are going to buy someone from, from his cup captivity. You have to have riches. You have to have ability in order to buy the person who is imprisoned. And God had, and God had to have riches. God had to have wealth. God, have, God had to have ability in order to buy off a sinner from his sin. And there was no one worthy to do it. But only God was worthy. And you know what he did? He, God himself, decided to die. But I ask you a question. How could God die? Because the Bible says God is a spirit. Can a spirit die? A spirit cannot die. So what did God do? God put on flesh. And he came down among us. In order to pay the ultimate price. The ultimate price of sin. But you see before he could die. He became the lamb. Before he could die, he had to come from spiritual form to human form. He had to wear a body like that of yours and mine so that he can be able to bleed and die. And people did not understand who he was. Because they did not understand the mystery of godliness. What is the mystery of godliness? That God himself, the creator of heaven and earth, could humble himself into a form of a servant. Humility. Simplicity. God came down to simplicity. And in that way of simplicity, he revealed himself to the human race. And it's a great mystery, friends. We see Jesus being baptized. Someone asked me a question. Why was Jesus being baptized? Did he have sin? No, Jesus did not have sin. But he, before a lamb could be sacrificed, that lamb had to be washed first. And so Jesus was a lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And so that's why he came down and he was baptized. He was being washed and being prepared for the sacrifice. And I'm so glad that today we can say Jesus is worthy.
Yesterday. And in the message, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Would you like an Old Testament type? Let us go back to Garden of Eden. When the first news came to, the, to, to, to glory that the son Adam had been lost, did God send an angel? I ask a question. Did God send an angel? Did God send a son? Did he send another one like unto us? Did God send a son? Did God send someone like unto us? Some people are keeping quiet because you have to understand the mystery of God. And the, the prophet says, no. He came himself to redeem that lost son. Hallelujah. Amen. God did not entrust his plan of salvation to another. He trusted only himself. God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And redeemed us unto himself. And we are saved by the blood of God. No man can save us. Buddha could not save us. Muhammad could not save us. Krishna cannot save us. No human being can save us. Moses could not save us. Abraham could not save us. Are you hearing me? Ezekiel could not save us. Even Adam himself could not save us. Even William Branham could not save us. No man could save us. God himself he came down to save the human race. He trusted only himself. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad God could not trust me or trust you that he trusted himself. He said, I'm going to save you by myself. Hallelujah. Amen. God was made flesh and dwelt among us and redeemed us unto himself. We are saved by the blood of God. <laughs> we are not saved by the blood of an angel. We are not saved by the blood of Gabriel or the blood of Michael the angel. No, we are saved Amen. by the blood of God himself. We are not saved by even the Mary there are many men and women God has used in history. Prophets. And you know, prophetesses. Anointed men and women. You know, there are angels that God has used. But when it comes to redemption, that area can only be handled by God himself. Ah. He cannot trust anybody else because he knows no one else has ability to do that. But God himself, then if I tell you, brother, sister, there is no way you, any of those whose names were on the book of life can remain unsaved. 
Because God swear by himself. I am going to serve them. I am going to redeem them. And when he opened the book. And he lost the seals. What happened? I want to tell you what happened. Amen. That's why he sends a prophet. Let me tell you the work of a prophet. The work of a prophet. In this work of redemption. Is a simply to call out the names of those who are on the register. Hallelujah. Amen. Who wrote those names? God wrote those names. Who opened and revealed those names? God did that. God did that. What's the work of a minister? When I come to you to preach to you right now. I'm only, I'm only telling you what is here. I am not saving you by preaching to you. But I'm telling you, you are saved. By what is written down here. And when I preach, inspiration comes upon me. And it comes and strikes you. And then you're like, oh, that's the truth. What happens? When that happens, it means you have had your name being called. And then he begins saying, Amen. I believe that. That is my name being called. And that's why we are here, friends. Because our name was called. No, the devil cannot uncall us. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I'm called. Amen. By Jehovah God. The devil cannot remove me. My name is in the book. Tell your neighbor, my name is in the book. Hallelujah. Our names were put there before we were born. So even whatever you did in your life, God knew. But still, your name was there. Because He knows when He calls you, you will respond to your Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. He became the lamb in order to shed his blood. And enter into the veil with it. Consider this. Since it is the blood of God. It is, the, it is perfect blood. And if the perfect blood is losing us from power. And if the perfect blood is losing us from the power and bondage and defilement of sin. Listen, listen carefully. If it is the perfect blood, it is losing, let me put it, it is losing me from the power and the bondage and defilement of sin. The devil wanted to defile you. But because this blood saved you and saved me is so perfect. 
That blood is so powerful to lose you from all bondage, from all powers, from every defilement. Thank God for the blood. Amen. Then the losing is perfect and complete. You remember when Jesus Christ spoke at the tomb of Lazarus? What did he say? When Lazarus, when he called him out, he says, Lazarus, come out. Then Lazarus came. And Lazarus was bound. But Jesus did not stop there. He said, Lose him. Lose him. And let him go. Now he has called us. And we have come here under the word in the church where we hear the word being preached. Do you know what the word is doing to us? The word of God is losing us from every power, from every every defilement. It is perfect blood. And if the, if the perfect blood is losing us from the power and bondage, it's losing is perfect. And complete. Tell your neighbor, I am lost. I am lost. If you, if you feel you are still bound, you tell your neighbor, I am lost. I am lost. If you say it, it will happen to you. I am lost. I am not bound. I am lost. Hallelujah. Amen. There is now therefore no condemnation who shall let anything to the charge of God is elect. It is God that justifies. It is God that declares you and me righteous. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died. There it is. His death gave us the blood. The blood has loosed us. There is now no condemnation. Can there be? There is nothing to be condemned for. Oh my God, I should be excited because of that. You should be excited because of that. There is nothing to be condemned about. Because the blood has loosed us from sin. We are free. We are guiltless. Hallelujah. Amen. We are free. We are guiltless. Brother, before we come to the communion table, I want to tell you this. If you repented of what you did and you've crossed that bridge and you've burnt your bridge behind you, it doesn't matter what you did across the bridge. 
Whatever is there behind, God can no longer remember. You are free. You are guiltless. It is you that remembers. But God does not remember. Your, your sins are far removed from you. If I don't preach this, I'll be preaching a lie. But if I'm preaching the blood and the power of the blood, I am preaching the truth to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't listen to man, he says. Listen to the word. <laughs> Man will say, no, you are bound. No, you are sinful. No, you are like this. But he says, don't listen to man. Don't listen to man. Listen to the word. You are loosed by the blood. Now, don't get tied down again by tradition. And creeds and organizations. Don't be led by astray by listening to those that deny the power of the word. And deny that Jesus saves. They deny that Jesus heals. They deny that he fills with the Holy Ghost and power. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing me, church? I'm so excited because of this. I believe Jesus saves. I believe Jesus heals. I believe he fills the Holy Ghost and power. Hallelujah. Amen. If somebody says, no, you are a liar, I know you. Tell them the one you used to know is dead. The things I used to do, I do them no more. I am a new creation in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. You are God is free man. Loosed by his own blood. If you still hold your faith to creeds and denomination, it is certain by the evidence that you have lost your faith in the world. Praise God. Amen. All denominations, they tell us, if you do this and that, you have received salvation. But it's only this message that will tell us if you receive the word of God, then you have received salvation. If you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, then you have received salvation. Praise God. Amen. And salvation has been given once and for all. To all those that would believe and accept it. And in the message, the communion. He says it's not given for the purpose that many people think it is. Communion is not given for the purpose that many people think it is. It's taught by a certain denomination of church that communion is called the last rites. The last rites 
things that, that when someone is going to die, what they do last. That it pertains to salvation. Communion does not pertain to salvation. Can I hear an amen on that? Communion does not give you salvation. Whether you take it in your death or what, it does not have nothing to do with your salvation. It is a commemoration. Jesus said in the gospel, he said this do in remembrance of me. Not in leaning or pointings to salvation. But it is in commemoration of a finished work that has already been done in you by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The work has already been done in you. So whenever we take communion, it's not like saying, oh, we are now going to be saved. No, it does not save us. But we do it in commemoration of a finished work that has been done in me, in you. By the Holy Spirit. It is a commemoration. Now, it's just like water baptism. Water baptism too is not, does not save you. You see, I want you to know, friends, it's nothing that we do that saves us. Everything that we do points to the fact that we are saved. Do you say amen? Amen. If you refuse water baptism, it shows you are not saved. How, how do I know that you are saved? If you receive the word, the whole word of God, then it means you are saved because you have faith. Without faith, it is impossible to see God. Right? Amen. So it is impossible to please God. You must have faith in order to be saved. And we are saved by grace. It is the gift of God. Through faith. By grace through faith. Are you understand what I'm saying? Now that faith is blessed in your soul by the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have faith. The faith of the Son of God. But if you have that faith in your soul, then you will say amen to everyone. Amen to everyone. Amen to everyone. That shows you are saved. You get to water baptism. Because you are saved. Sisters, you throw our trousers. But sisters, because you are saved.
brothers. You throw away those party that the, the, the boys are wearing these days. Eh? You begin walking like uh, whatever. You throw those things away. Because you are saved. Sisters, you throw away makeup. Because you are saved. We do communion. Because we are saved. Everything we do as believers, we do it because we believe. We don't do it to believe. If you have received the revelation, say amen. Amen. We don't do it to believe. But we do it because we are believers. That's why Jesus told Peter. If you don't want me to wash your feet. You are not a part of me. So if you don't take communion. It's a clear sign. You are not a part of him. But if you are a part of him. Oh, you will surely partake of it. You will partake of it. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Is someone receiving revelation tonight? Say amen. It is a commemoration. Alright. Amen. I have a few more quotes here that I thought were very important for you. Now listen. Same message. He says, notice. We want to go back and think. Paul here is referring back to an Old Testament character. In the book of Genesis, we take up the life of Abraham from the 12th chapter of Genesis. God giving Abraham the promise. And through Abraham would come the righteous seed. And Abraham as believed by, by many to be a Jew, he was not. When I read this, I said, eh? Many people believe that Abraham was a Jew, but he was not. Abraham was no Israelite. Abraham, you are quiet. A prophet says he was not. Abraham was a Gentile. Abraham, a Chaldean, a Chaldean. From the city of Ur. And he became God's servant. Not because he was different from anyone else. But because of the election of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you not so glad? Yes, sir. You were like others. But because of the election of God, you are the bride of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not saved because you are a good person. You are saved because Christ chose you. No man seeks God. I sought God. I sought God. No man seeks God. God seeks man. <laughs> if God loves you, He sought you. And you are here. And if you try to run away, God will seek you. God will seek you until He finds you. 
You cannot run away. Tell your neighbor you cannot run away. Brother Martin, you cannot run away. My sister, you cannot run away. If God saw you in him, and God chose you in him, then God sought you because he loved you and you cannot slip away from him. Hallelujah. Amen. You are his and he's yours. If you don't like it, you better like it. Because you, he will love you. He will love you. And the more you run away from him, the more he will seek after you. That's why I've seen people who have said my life has been a mess ever since I left Christ. If God loves you and you backslide from the church, there is nothing that you do will prosper. Why? Because you are his child. He wants you in his house. You cannot sleep away. You cannot run away. You may try to. You may try to hide. But if you are his and he is yours, sin can never bury you completely. Because there is a seed of God in you. When sin buries you, sister, the seed of God in you will germinate. So there is no way a seed of God can get lost. You may have wounds out of trying to run away and you'll be a wounded child of God. But you will still be a child of God. So, I don't know about you, but as for me, I don't want to have any wounds because of running away. If God takes you by the hand and you try to run away, come on, brother, try it. Try to run away. By the time you run away, your hand will be twisted. You run, you run. You're not going anywhere. And by the time you settle, you're now saying, yes, Papa God. I'm yours and you are mine. But your hand has wounds. But as, as for me, I don't want to fight. I want just to come to him and say, Papa God, I love you. Please take me. Receive me as you called me. Hallelujah. Amen. But a child of God cannot be lost. I don't know about you, but to me, I feel this one excites me so much. My sister Grace, you cannot get lost no matter what that is. Even and try whatever it, you cannot get lost. Amen. God seeks man. Jesus said, no man can come to me except my father draws him first. And if we could stop just for a few moments and realize the great importance of that one thing, that it was God who chose you, not willing that you should perish, but give to you the opportunity 
and called you. And he elected you to be his servant. What could be more precious than that? Without you having a choice. I know we make choices. But I do not choose him. I chose him because he chose me. Listen, listen, understand this. God did not choose you. Even if you choose him, it is for nothing. We see Jesus. He came. He called uh, the, uh, Peter. He called John. He called one by one. Chose them one by one. And then this woman came. Son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> uh, you dog, why are you looking for children's food? In other words, Sincerely. He chose some and he left others. He went at the pool of Bethsaida. One man there. Dying. He looked at many others. Some others were touching him. But he just kicked them. Continued walking. Another came. Please, please. <laughs> And then he found this one. He said, you, where are you here? He said, I don't have anyone to help me for 30 years. He said, ah, you don't have anyone to help you. Ah, you don't need to fall in the water. I am here because I chose you. Rise up. Take up your bed and walk. <laughs> Brother Barnum says, What an opportunity. To give you that opportunity, and he called you and elected you to be his servant. What could be more precious than without you having a choice? It would be utterly impossible for any man to seek God. If you have something in your heart that loves God and seeks after God, it means God chose you. Even when you sin, you are guilt in your heart. Because you are not supposed to do that. For he is by nature a sinner, man. And he has nothing within him to desire to give a, a desire to serve God. Could you go to the pig and tell him he is wrong? He is a pig by nature. Could you tell him his dad is wrong? Certainly not. By nature, he's a pig. You, you should tell him he would be a lamb. But he is as satisfied as a pig. You can tell him that he should be a lamb. 
And I'm, I'm happy that I'm not satisfied as a sinner. If you are joking with what I'm saying, you try it if you have not tried it before. Go in the world. You will do everything they do. You'll be happy when they're happy. They will be satisfied. They will be satisfied. But you will not be satisfied. Brother Victor Mora told me. You would go there in the discotheque. You dance and dance and dance. Something would just come to him. What are you doing here? And then his friends would be like, what's wrong with you? Come on. But what was that? It was because he was not satisfied. And a sinner is satisfied as a sinner. Because his nature is a sinner. And he says, and here it is. We are all born in sin. Shaped in iniquity. Come to the world speaking lies. By nature. A child of disobedience. Without God. Without a hope. The wrath of God abiding on us. And by the loving grace of Christ. God in his sovereign grace. And his omnipotence. He knocks at your heart. And it gives the blessed opportunity. And turned you around. Hey! And sent you up, up the road. How could you turn that down? Changes your whole desire. Turns you around and starts you the other way. And you will be silly to the world. And you will, oh, you will be silly to the world. But you will be blessed in the sight of God. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be filled. Notice it was God. It, this is what God did. What God called. You had no will to call. You could have no desire to call. Because your nature was completely contrary to it. But in conclusion here he says, but God by election he called you and he turned you around and set your affections towards Christ and the things above. How could we turn that down? Then God showed in Abraham what we would what he would do for all. For all. 
that are called. Not only was, was this blessed promise of the resurrection and eternal life given to Abraham, Abraham but to his seed after him, the called, the elected of God. I'm glad today I can say I'm the call. And our prophet spoke all those things in the message, the communion. So in other words, why do we take the communion? Because we are a part of him anyhow. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are designing the Lord's body. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'll ask the deacons to come. If the musicians can play slowly. Are you not so glad because of his election? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't he wonderful? In that same message, a prophet says many of the churches have has closed communion. That is just to their own church when they have their communion. But here we are not a denomination. We have open communion for all. For we believe that every believer has a right to take the table of the Lord and to fellowship around the good things of God with every believer, regardless of creed, color, or whatever he may be, that all have been made dr to drink of the self-same blessing. And that is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Are the deacons here? As they come, we can look at First Corinthians chapter 11.
First Corinthians, brother, if you can put it on the screen for us. Chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which I also, which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, and listen to these words carefully. He said, take it. This is my body. Which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord is death till ye come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and are sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. And we see here, when the prophet of God uh, comes to this part, he says, you know, tarrying one for another, if you know of something that you need to put right, you put it right first before you take on the, on the communion tonight. Praise God. I'm waiting for the deacons to get organized and get ready. We were a bit, a bit late today on, on this being our fast and so there's many things which were not done correctly or on time rather and so we need to wait one, one, tarry one for another. So I'd like us to sing what is the lamb that was slain. Brother Peter, if you could get a microphone and, and, and help me sing this as we wait on the deacons. What is Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy. Come and worship Him now together with me. Worthy. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. He's worthy, 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 
lamb that was slain sing it worthy
could all close our eyes and I just ask one would be because Brother Mlonde would pray over the bread. so privileged to be part of this evening, Lord. Upon this hour, we'd like to commit this bread, Father, as we did it that day, Lord, signifying that we needed to eat it, to be part of you. Lord, I pray that you may sanctify it, cleanse it, King of glory, that as we go on in this ceremony, shall be blessed and help us to have this reality in our life. I commit all those that are feeble and down that it may help them to be rejuvenated. Yes. And cleansed for the praise and glory of your holy name. Yes. Just continue to sing that as you're breaking the bread. Yeah. 